Hey guys, how's everyone doing out there? I hope that everyone has been able to let go of some of their excess worry and anxiety and find things to participate in that brings you joy. You know, I'm not going to lie to you, I've had good days and bad days. This quarantine has taken a little bit of a toll on me, just like the rest of you in one way or another. You know, I'm not perfect, I don't ever intend to be, nor will I pretend to be, and being a healer doesn't make me immune to depression or anxiety. In fact, I'd argue that as someone who is incredibly intuitive and empathic, I, I feel like I feel all of my emotions on a much deeper level than the average person. A couple days ago was probably the worst day for me so far, where I was in my bathtub crying for three hours, having a panic attack, and then I spent the rest of the day in bed crying, and pretty much unable to do anything other than that. And even still, I was blessed enough to be comfortable in my home, in my pajamas, with my dogs, and my partner, bills paid, groceries in the fridge. It happens. <laughs> I'm not really new to panic attacks like that, if I'm going to be honest, as um, I've suffered from anxiety since my early teenage years. Um, I recorded my last episode in hopes that there would be a few things on there that would help you guys create this little inner bubble of peace, despite everything going on outside of it. But I know that those aren't prescriptions to fix a problem, right? They're ongoing practices, and some days you're just not going to be able to tap into them, like the day of my panic attack. I tried to meditate, that didn't work, and I couldn't even begin to describe my emotions on a page of my journal. Like, that wasn't going to happen. And you know what? That's fine. That's cool. I woke up the next day, and, you know, it's not like <laughs> everything felt better, but I reminded myself that it was a new day, and I was compassionate with myself, understanding that we are all experiencing a collective shift that most of the people in our lifetime haven't experienced anything yet, like this yet, you know? So I was careful to just be gentle and understanding and knowing that maybe yesterday wasn't great, but I could start fresh and continue expanding upon my practices. <clears throat> you know, it's very rare for people to be immediately good at something the first try. More often than not, it takes consistency and dedication to become the best that you can be at it. So I hope for everyone out there who is struggling to get through meditation or exercise or journaling or even just basic things like getting up to clean your house keep trying don't give up we're all going through a lot we'll get through it in this episode i want to add another practice for you guys because it is another thing that i've been seeing that is really just lacking in people and frankly it was lacking long before covid19 I used to think that compassion and empathy were just emotions that everyone was capable of, like the way that we all get angry or sad, you know? But I realized within the past couple years that that completely is not true. Compassion and empathy actually have to be developed for a lot of people. It's not just, I mean, it's something for me that I was just born with, but that makes sense seeing that I was literally put on this planet to be a light worker, to be a therapist. So those things for me are just part of who I am. And I guess growing up, I didn't really realize that. It took me some time to figure out that there are people out there who, even if they want to, they really struggle with putting themselves in another person's shoes and taking a second to just imagine how they're feeling and how they're coping. And if that's different from like how you would actually do it, that's, that's acceptable. In fact, that's normal. And, you know, there are some people out there who struggle from operating from a place of compassion at all times. You know, sometimes you can and most of the time you can't. 
I now view compassion as a sort of muscle that can be strengthened, a capacity that you can expand if you so choose to. And I guess I'm just asking right now in this time and from here on out and moving forward that you choose to. Having compassion and empathy for another person is likely not something that you were taught how to do growing up in school. But thankfully, because <laughs> I'm a nerd, studies indicate that compassion can actually be improved through consistent practice. One particular study at, that I'm looking at was done by the Department of Psychology at Stanford in 2013 where they implemented a nine-week compassion cultivation training program that actually showed an increase within that time frame in three different domains. Having compassion for others, receiving compassion from others, and having self-compassion. Studies also show that having compassion slows down your heart rate and increases your oxytocin production, as well as increasing your resilience against stress. Um, I will work on completing my source citations on my blog, so if you want to look at these studies and look further into that before the weekend is up, you should be able to. The best part of all this is, hopefully, if you've been kind of following along with me for a little bit, you've already started one of the compassion cultivating practices, because I talked about it in last week's podcast. Meditation. The thing about meditation that you may not realize, if you're someone that's just getting started, is that it's kind of an umbrella term, like music, for example. If someone tells you that they like music, you're going to be like, yeah, I mean, no shit, obviously, <laughs> who doesn't? But what kind? You know, there's so many different genres. And similarly, meditation can be used in many different ways for different purposes. There's chakra clearing meditation, white light meditation, sound bath meditation. You can find them guided or unguided. I mean, there's a pretty endless list, right? If you just go on YouTube and type in meditation, it's literally hundreds of thousands of hits. And somewhere on that list is compassion meditation. <clears throat> the University of California at Berkeley, actually, um, they launched a Greater Good in Action Center um, that has a lot of practices online for free for people wanting to improve their mental and emotional well-being, but perhaps they can't afford like therapy or more formal programming, which is actually kind of like the goal of this podcast. <laughs> on their website, you can find a few meditations specifically for cultivating compassion. Some as short as 15 minutes, and they're completely free. If you simply Google Greater Good in Action Berkeley, their website will pop up, and that will allow you to type meditation in their search bar and put up their different meditations. I have one specific one in mind. Um, it's a loving kindness meditation from that website, so I will be sure to link that on my blog for you guys, um, as well as this book that someone actually recommended to me recently. Um, I haven't actually read it, um, and so I, I don't typically recommend things that I haven't looked into myself, but it has really great reviews, and I'm actually already familiar with the person who wrote it. Um, I'm looking forward to reading this book, actually. It's called Radical Compassion by Tara Brock. Uh, she's a clinical psychologist and meditation teacher. I watch a lot of her YouTube videos. I get her email list, so I've been following along with her career here and there. Um, she does have a lot of guided meditations on her channel. And her book is actually on her four-step meditation process known as RAIN, which stands for Recognize, Allow, Investigate, and Nurture. So um, I do think that's another good starting point if you're just kind of looking for a little bit of reading on this subject. I hear it's awesome and helps to nurture compassion through meditation and self-development. Uh, if you do read it, I would love to hear your thoughts on it, so definitely be sure to email me, because I have been wanting to start that book, but I'm literally in the middle of five right now. <laughs> 
So, um, so there's a couple of resources specifically for compassion meditation for you guys. As I mentioned earlier, you're not always going to be in the headspace for meditation and that is okay, but something is going to be better than nothing. So if you aim for 30 minutes and you can only get through 15 or you aim for 20 minutes and you can only do 10, that's fine. That happens. That's normal. Have compassion for yourself and keep practicing. Struggling a lot with meditation at first to me simply indicates the very need for you to continue because all that's coming up is this resistance, right? That's trying to keep you where you are instead of moving onwards and upwards to a calmer and more loving, more peaceful headspace. Gratitude journaling, as we also talked about last week, is another way for you to increase your compassion as well as writing a gratitude letter to someone for something that you're grateful for. For example, a friend or a teacher. These are actual science-based practices that have been proven to help increase your capacity for having compassion and gratitude. But you're not even limited to those. There are lots of informal ways to practice opening your heart on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Like, one good deed a day. Buy someone Starbucks. Like, I mean, not that you should really be leaving your house. But if you end up having to, having a moment of appreciation for someone you don't know on a daily basis is one of these practices. And one that I actively suggest that you participate in as much as you can right now stop and ask how your cashier is doing tip your barista a few extra dollars as a thank you for putting themselves at risk to come make you coffee right now ask your neighbor if they need you to pick up anything when you go to the store next at least once a day i want you to actively try and take a pause and think about how someone that you've come across that you don't know is feeling try to imagine what they could possibly have going on right now what if this person was rude to you because they have a dying family member and all they can think about is how to, you know what I mean, move forward from that. What if someone doesn't have enough money to pay their rent and they're scrambling to find somewhere to live? You know what I mean? Some of you have spent so long trying not to feel things that you've simply forgotten how or you've blocked yourself off from it completely. And I speak on, from personal experience on that because I definitely used to be one of those people. You know, when I was in high school, I definitely idolized people that didn't care about anything. I thought it was great to be super chill and easygoing and like what a gift it must be to not give a shit about anything, you know? So that for me became sort of a coping mechanism, except I had to force it because my natural state is the opposite. You know, I feel everything and I feel it to the bottom of my heart and I always loved being there for my friends and stuff like that. So. I mean, it was definitely forced, and I'll even admit, for the sake of being completely transparent with all of you, that I've used substances to help me force that, you know? When I was high school and I got high, like, I didn't care about anything, and frankly, at the time, that was great, because I was going through a lot, and I had a lot of different emotions to cope with, and I never really developed other coping skills, so it helped me to lessen my anxiety. However, on the flip side of the coin, I feel like it also definitely made me an asshole, you know what I mean? I didn't care about people's feelings. I just said whatever I wanted to without censorship. And I didn't care if I hurt people by doing whatever I wanted. Even people that cared about me. I'll admit that I've even used people to my advantage in the past. I look at all that time that I've spent thinking it was awesome to be hardened and devoid of feelings and empathy because I thought it made those people strong. I thought it gave me a little badass shawl to hide behind, but... At the end of the day, that's all it ends up being, is a shell. And that's not a good thing. That means you're protecting yourself. 
hiding behind that shell means that you're not fully expressing yourself. A lot of your emotions and thoughts go pent up and unsaid. I mean, I wasn't necessarily being fake, but I also wasn't being my most authentic and vulnerable self. You know, I was probably rude to a lot of people, rarely vulnerable with anyone, which meant a lot of my friendships and relationships only scratched the surface. And as I've mentioned before, I had a way of being honest without really going into detail and opening up. It doesn't really help that I feel like we live in a society that tries very hard to make vulnerability, to make having compassion seem weak. But slowly, I feel like we're starting to shift into that paradigm of seeing that, you know, men cry and struggle with being victims of domestic violence, you know, with the developments in the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case. And that is awesome. Mental health is being addressed with more openly despite differences in race or region or gender role. I just feel like we're finally starting to shift into a time where it's okay to seek a therapist or seek help and have positive self-talk, set boundaries for yourself, you know? Thankfully, I'm I'm seeing a lot of growth in people, Um, people I know personally, you know, who are doing the inner work and addressing things that they've repressed for a really long time. I'm seeing my friends start to cut out bad or toxic habits or friends and learning to sit with difficult emotions and really just raising the bar for themselves as a collective. I think that there's a lot of steps on the list of things to work on if you're trying to grow as an individual. And while there is no set route to take because everyone's journey is different, compassion in all three of those domains that we've been talking about are going to be right up near the top of the list. That's exactly what our world is needing right now. Although I will say that for a lot of people, this is a difficult step. This is one that people find that they're struggling with because it brings so much shit up. It asks so much of you. And there's so much resistance that it just seems easier to give up. You know, you want to look at all the hate and anger and greed and whatever in the world. And it's hard not to be pulled in that direction. There's a saying that goes... When we give ourselves unconditional love, we discover the conditions under which we were unloved. (laughs) You expect that engaging in a compassion practice or meditating a few times a week will suddenly make you a happier and less anxious person or fix all your problems. And, you know, it just doesn't work that way, y'all. Like you, all of these practices that I've talked about with you guys require you to show up for them where you can. I mean, you're not going to be able to (laughs) show up for everything, but that's okay too. You know, you have to commit to certain things and truly consider them practices, but also know when to slow down and listen to your body. Stop trying to do everything and focus on the ones that call to you. It's okay if you only like breath work, but you don't like yoga. And, you know, it's all part of the journey. (laughs) It's a slow, gentle ascension to a higher vibration and a higher frequency. And I think that it starts with compassion of the self having that patience and wanting the best for yourself enough to keep trying. So to close out this episode, I want to end with a few tips on how to also increase your self-compassion. And the first one is to just do the work. Whatever it is for you, whether it's healing the trauma that you experienced years ago, inner child healing or shadow work, family trauma, generational, whatever, however it's showing up for you right now, if you're holding on to old shit, you have to work through that and stop carrying it with you and stop potentially taking it out on the people around you. If you need help, please seek it. 
Read the book. See your therapist. Stop running from things that cannot be run from. Now is the absolute best time to develop those coping skills and give yourself a safe space in which you can heal. And the second goes hand in hand in that, to practice forgiveness with yourself. If you've ever worked a 12-step program, you know that one of the steps is to make amends to someone you've hurt. But how often do you ever stop to make amends to yourself? Are you still beating yourself up for something that you did a year ago or five or ten? Increasing your own personal self-compassion involves forgiving yourself for making mistakes. Stop beating yourself up. Stop trying to attain a level of perfection that doesn't exist and be happy with where you are now. Write yourself a forgiveness letter for something you want to let go of and burn it. And the final tip I have for you guys is to just treat yourself like someone you treat when y'all first start dating. Look, this is it right here. This is the game changer, okay? You know that period when y'all just get into a relationship and you're sending them flowers or noticing they're out of their favorite hair product or makeup so you buy it for them. You're complimenting them and leaving cute little notes randomly. Do that shit for yourself. I don't care if it sounds dumb. I don't care if it sounds corny. I didn't ask you all that. Whatever. Do it for a few weeks. Tell yourself you fine as hell. Bake yourself some cookies. Have a little movie date with yourself at home. Please, for the love of God, y'all stay home. I got shit to do later this year. Rent a movie off Amazon Prime. Order yourself some seafood. Drink that extra glass of wine. Date you. Know what it's like to treat yourself the way that you want other people to treat you. Because you don't need a partner to put your favorite flowers where you can see them every day. Alright? Give that shit to yourself so that you don't need someone to do it for you. So those are my tips for you guys. And now, as always, you know, you can reach out to me via email if you need support in anything or if you have any questions. I'm here for you guys. So, um, and also make sure to follow, um, join my Facebook group so that you can get in on the free weekly distance Reiki sessions. I do them every Sunday. Um, and if you need to book a crystal healing session or follow my Instagram, all this information is on my website, brightsoulhealing.com. Have a great day and relax, you guys. Everything's going to be fine. We will get through this. Bye now.